It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live from Armory Studios in Central Florida, you're listening to Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Draw all gas, no break. And now, give it up for your hosts, CJ, Kevin, Jimmy, and Harrison. Take it away, boys. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another edition of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, CJ the Painkiller Simone, and it's time for me to introduce you to my squadron. Kicking it off on the left-hand side. Now, here's a little story I got Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the man, the myth, the legend... Mr. Kevin Jackson! This is awesome! Um, look, my theme song really is kind of extended tonight. This is how we're going to rock, because unfortunately, um, the gunner had some uh, some previous engagement, and uh, we are unfortunately without Harrison in that. Um, look, I, I think this is going to be awesome. Um... We have a lot of news actually to discuss. We've got some some things going on right now that could actually really change the landscape of the team. And uh, you know, we do have a, a, a couple of questions. So look, I'm excited about the show, man. I hope everything is, uh, I hope you guys are all ready to rock tonight because weapons hot, let's go, let's get it, I'm ready. All right, and then now it's time to introduce standing in for the gunner tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, from the top secret bunker, there he is, you know him as the Reaper, you know him and you love him ladies, give it up, Jimmy the Reaper, Jardine! What's going on Reaper, talk to me. Oh, having a good Friday man, was out with some friends, had Drinks, just enjoying our time out here, brother. Indiana is absolutely amazing, and I'm loving it. That's what's up. All right, so tonight we got ourselves a really, really good show going on. We're gonna obviously talk, talk, and give our thoughts about OTAs, and also mini uh, mandatory mini camps are wrapping up for the New York Jets, so that's a huge thing. So, but also on the docket today, we're also gonna talk a little bit about Morgan Moses. So, that we're going to save a little bit later in the show. And we've also got a brand new segment that we're going to debut. Going to give you guys a little bit of a tease. Not going to talk about it just yet. But first, we're going to go around the room. Kevin, we're going to start with you. Give me your final thoughts on mandatory minicamp, which is now rocking, that is now wrapping up. And what do you think we're going to be looking forward to on the horizon when training camp really starts to ramp up and when they when they start to report in the middle of July. All right. Uh, listen, first and foremost, uh, I'm going to lead with this statement. 
And I've said this, uh, I can't even tell you how many times you guys have heard me say it a million times. Um, my take really on all of it is it is a hell of a time to be a Jets fan. It's a hell of a time right now to be a Jets fan. I'm going to tell you right now because the optimism is at an all-time high right now. And I think it's at an optim- it's at an, a, a point of, of it's really hard to say that we're not going to we're not going to impress, right? And I mean, I know that the, the whole question about what the number of wins is going to be and all of that is, you know, eleven. Not, yeah, I, mean, I, <laughs> I know we're going to get into Morgan Moses right now. Uh, you know, not right now, excuse me, a little later on in the show. But the fact of the matter is, is that there is so much that we're looking at that points to we are going to be. If 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 we win six or seven games, people are talking about oh, they're going to be satisfied. If we win six or seven games we should be extremely disappointed. And I say that only because I believe that what we have right now is, 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 is probably one of the best uh, that we've, we've seen since uh, the, the, the 2010, 2011 teams, right? And I mean, that's just going back to, to when actually we, we were a relevant team, but we're, we're looking right now like, uh, yeah, I can't wait. All right, Reaper, take it away. Talk to me. What are you thinking? Uh, I like the fact that Zach Wilson is looking good. I like that he's impressing everybody. Elijah Moore as well. Like those two linking up are is is a beautiful thing. Man. It's an absolute beautiful thing. Um, but I also like the mistakes. And like Corey Davis said in his press conference the other day, he's like, "Hey, we have our ups and downs. We have people make the mistakes, but." practice this is what this is the time to do it man this is the time to make the mistakes learn from it get better and everybody is everybody is getting better and i i think the high point for the whole thing for me is the attendance and i i love the fact that we're we're near max capacity on players at these voluntary otas where everybody's showing up everybody wants to be here i absolutely fell in love with greg van roten on his uh, on his press conference, um, I was talking about Van Roten being a cap casualty and and a, a potential you know a potential cut going into the season. And then I watched his press conference, and I love the guy, man. I I actually hope he stays. I, I I'm really wanting him to be a Jet. I love his I love his attitude. I love his fire. I love how he's bringing everyone together for off-field activities he wants to cut loose with the team and and build that those friendships up and stuff like that i I absolutely i absolutely love it um but i think moving forward the fact of the matter is is we have a team right now that is gelling both on and off the field and we have a team that is making minor mistakes but but improving like drastic improvement as well across the board so that's where I'm sitting. I, I'm I'm having a good time right now. Yeah, man. I'm I'm, I'm looking at it from the you know the thirty thousand foot view, and mm-hmm. it, it, it 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 all looks really nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's really the best way to to honestly take a look at everything is from the thirty from the thirty thousand foot view. You know my my personal opinions on the um on OTAs in itself is that. I'm glad that you know so some other um, 
Let me see if I can word this the right way. As I'm trying to multitask here and share the show and be the producer and making sure everything <laughs> is good, on top of actually give a coherent point that people could actually understand. So let me see if I can try this again. Mandatory OTAs showed us that the rookies of this year class of, of this year's class are looking to make a name for themselves. Those that are holdovers from the Adam Gates regime, and what I mean by that is those that were selected by Joe Douglas in last year's draft, like the Michael P. Rines, the Jabari Zunigas, the Cameron Clarks, etc., the Denzel Mims, just to name a few. They're going to be called upon to now have to come out and have to play. There's no more bubble wrap. There's no more year one uh, red shirt. Or, or any other garbage like that. One of the biggest things that I completely enjoy is the fact that when we take a look at the training camp and the way that heavily everyone responded to OTAs, heavy, heavily everyone responded to mandatory minicamps, there aren't any holdouts. There's not any drama at Jets camp. You're not hearing, hearing about someone crying about their contract or not getting this or that. You have a group of 96 guys, or probably close to, more like close to 120 once training yeah, camp yeah, opens up. Yeah, yeah. That every single person in that room can write you an essay or go up to the pulpit and speak into a microphone and make a case as for why they should be a starter on this 53-man roster come for 2021. When have we ever, at any time, at any period in our Jets fandom, been able to take a look at something like that? We haven't. We haven't been able to do that at all. We haven't been able to say that as a fan base at all. Because our franchise has been a complete and utter disaster. It's been more of an embarrassment than anything. And that's why people look at you when you're a Jets fan and they're like, Ooh, I am so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. But, uh, but then you have the other side of the coin with the people who like to poke fun of you and make fun, make fun of you. The Jets haven't been relevant in 50 years. J-E-T-S, suck, suck, suck. Everything, uh, everything continues to just, uh, you know, regurgitate itself. But with mini camps, you're seeing a lot of hungry guys that want to make this football team. You're seeing a head coach that is insistent on putting a competitive product on the football field and wants nothing less. We're not looking at somebody who's grabbing smelling salts while the camera's off and sniffing smelling salts. We're not, you know, we're not looking for, for, we're not looking at a head coach that, you know, has to be given Thorazine before he steps in front of a microphone. All right. There's no zombies. There's no meth heads. There's none of that. All right, all the garbage has left the building, so to speak, okay? So now that all the garbage has left the building, now we can concentrate on looking at these players, seeing what they are, seeing how they contribute, and seeing how this team can come together and actually be competitive. So, and shout out to Scott Cleesby in the comments. Thank you again, Matthias Simon. Everybody who's watching, all 10 of you right now, go and spread the word. Go and tell your friends. Okay? Spread the word. Let them know Weapons Hot's on. And also another shout out. 
Shout out to Arturo, my door, my DoorDash driver today, who, <laughs> who who dropped off some food today for for my son and my missus who is still working. Um, and I I have that in the microwave so she doesn't have to worry about cooking. So, turns out when he and I started talking, he saw my shirt, Gangrene Nation. So he says, "You're from New York, obviously." I said, "Absolutely, from the Bronx." He's a Brooklyn kid, and also a Jets fan. So you know what? It was nice to meet another Jets fan here in Central Florida. So you know what? Shout out to you, my friend. Now, getting back to my point about OTAs and and about minicamps. They're given an opportunity for everybody to come in to showcase their skills and see exactly how Robert Sala, Michael Ford, Jeff Albrecht is going to use these guys once training camp comes. And sure, Zach Wilson struggled a little bit, as to be expected. The kid's a rookie, okay? OTAs, he struggled a little bit, but he was able to bounce back. In my opinion, and solely my opinion only, in the very short amount of time that Zach Wilson is now the head quarter is now the, the quarterback for the New York Jets. He is, in my opinion, light years away from where Sam Donald was when he first stepped onto the practice field in the New York Jets uniform. So in my opinion, again, the Jets are now primed to take that step forward. But again, I caution everybody for overestimating the talent on this team, let the rubber meet the road first, give these guys a chance to perform, give these guys a chance to acclimate to their playbook and see how they do. That's all I ask. I know we've been patient. Jets fans are running out of patience. You got people that want to to see a Super Bowl before they die. I get it. I'm one of those people, okay? But I, I want to see a team win a Super Bowl and contend the, the year after, and then a year after, and then a year after. Why? Because I want to be a problem for the NFL. I want the New York Jets to be a problem for the NFL. And I'm tired of teams coming to MetLife Stadium and circling the New York Jets as a W on their schedule. And I'm tired of teams when the Jets have to go to their building that they're like, oh, yeah. Yo, that's an easy dub. We could send in the JV squad. I got the day off, coach. No. I don't want that. But in order for us to achieve that, we have to crawl through the mud. We have to crawl through the dirt. We have to do the dirty work, the dirty foundation work that nobody wants to do. And that starts this season. So this is why I caution everybody. Control your optimism. You can like what you see, but let's wait till the rubber meets the road. Gentlemen, your thoughts? I refuse to listen to what you just said, CJ. Oh, I know you will. <laughs> why would I? Why would I think in the two functional brain cells I still got left at the back of the head over here? Think that you would actually agree with what I had to say? <laughs> Yo, I'll never apologize. I think the New York Jets can win the Super Bowl every single year, and I see Scott in there. I see Scott Kalispi in there with his little, with his, with his little sarcasm. <laughs> we all I need can, to hold I hands read, and sing "Kumbaya." <laughs> I read sarcasm fluently, Scott, and I know I see what you're doing down there. But like, like this comment, we have Super Bowl talent on this team now. The sarcasm is dripping off of that comment. But 
how did Tom Brady get to be Super Bowl talent? How did Aaron Rodgers get to be Super Bowl talent? How did all these players across the NFL get to be Super Bowl talent? And the fact is, is that came from coaching. We have coaching now. So who's to say we don't have Super Bowl talent on this roster? We have Jamison Crowder, who we're going to discuss here in a little bit. But Jamison Crowder played 12 games with 699 yards. Call it call it 700 yards for, for the sake of math. You, you project him out to a full 16-game season, and Jamison Crowder almost hits 1,000 yards with 10 touchdowns. We have Corey Davis, who last year for the Tennessee Titans, who were a run-heavy defense, get 986 yards receiving and six touchdowns. Keelan Cole is an incredible – his awareness is incredible. Very underrated. Jimmy, I'm going to interrupt you for just a second. Shout out to Mr. Daniel Smith. The guru is in the house. What up, man? Respect, everybody. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> no, my my point my point being is we have what we've been missing. We have the coaching staff, and I'm always going to be optimistic. I'm always going to be. I'll I'll put. I'll put the team in their place when they need to be put in their place online. You know what I mean? You guys know what I do. I'll say what needs to be said. But right now, guys, we're tied for first place in the NFL. And that's just the way I'm going to look at it. And as far as I'm concerned, this team, there's no reason that we can't go all the way. There's no reason we're not capable of 10, 11 wins. There's no reason that we're not capable of making a run that I just, I refuse to acknowledge that argument. Not saying you made that argument, CJ. I'm just saying like the arguments that I keep hearing, uh, same old jets, blah, blah, blah. I refuse to acknowledge it because it's not, we have whole all new coaching staff, all new front office. We have an entirely new department that no one else in the NFL has with our medical staff, but we're, we're set up to succeed. The, the talent on the roster is there. Everybody is there. And it's, a, it's just a matter of putting it on the field. Yes, we haven't seen the Jets put that on the field recently. But it's not like we haven't went – oh, you want me to break this down for you? You want me to tell you how I know that this is going to happen? Todd Bowles got us 10 wins. <laughs> Todd Bowles got us 10 wins. Robert Sala and company can get us 11. Just saying. All right. Look, and now if, 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 if I'm going to – have to piggyback off of that because you know you I'm, need I'm, to I'm, piggyback I'm, off of that yeah, there is no well, have to well, you I, need I'm, to I'm, I'm like 60 40 on this right because the reality is is that i always say you know we should have tempered expectations but i'm telling you right now i just have a different feeling this is this is more of a you know this is a this is an extrasensory thing for me right you know you call it call it having an instinct yeah Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm watching how it's how it's coming together, and, and and Jimmy brought something to light earlier when he said, "How do Hall of Fame caliber you know players become? How do Super Bowl excuse me? How do Super Bowl caliber players become that right?" And we're looking at a situation right now where you've got a team that has some pieces here, some pieces there, haven't had a lot of success, drafted well over the course of how many seasons, and then ended up winning four Super Bowls like they did in Pittsburgh. Right now, Mm -hmm. different time, different era, different whatever. But when we're talking about some of the players that that have been brought in, when we're talking about 
uh, the scheme that's been brought in to put these players in positions to actually win, right? Then right. what it is that we're talking about is the mindset behind the people who are art of, or who are you know who, who who are piecing this thing together piece by you know piece by piece bit by Kevin. Bit, I'm gonna interrupt you for a second. Yeah. Uh, real quick, shout out to Clarence Nixon up in the comments over there. Wow, What's Clarence. good? Wise guys, brother. Bengals still suck though. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. What was that week nine? Yeah, we'll see y'all in week nine. Um, <laughs> look again, man. Just this where it is that we stand right now. It, it, it's it's difficult for me to not be optimistic because it really looks like some of what it is that we've seen we're talking about blueprints we're talking about how you know we've we've watched and 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 you've all seen those uh those those nfl network little you know hour long uh i can't even remember the name right now um the little shows where they go back and they they document the season and how everything just kind of fell together for a team that brought in really good talent that people maybe underestimated a little bit and then mm-hmm. boom i agree right? and and a lot of it was yeah the, the the new quarterback came in and uh you know and sparked us right or 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 or, mm-hmm. or or the new wide receiver came in and 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 had 30 touchdowns and and you know we kind of took off from or, or or we drafted the young running back right the guy mm-hmm. that everybody knew had talent but wasn't sure exactly what he was going to be and the kid you know runs for 20,000 yards right all of those things th- those are those are fairy tale things but, but in reality, what we're watching right now is we're kind of seeing what it looks like to build something respectable like those things. And I choose to believe that it's going to work yes. because I, I, re- I really because I really like the moves that are being made. Right. Um, I, I think the details about uh, Jamison Crowder's contract are going to come out later on. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that in particular. But mm-hmm. that, that goes a to a Joe Douglas that. mindset. Yeah, it, it goes to a Joe Douglas mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so uh, again, I, I know I haven't discussed numbers much, right? Um, and, and I, and I, at this point, I, I, I don't think show. I've discussed any stats, you know, in particular, I, I, what I've discussed so far is just my thoughts coming out of, you know, coming out of OTAs, coming out of, out of minicamp, man, is this what it looks like to have competent football going on that, gives us hope that we're actually going to be able to win. Yeah, I completely more, agree. More, I mean, now, more now than I have in, 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 in a lot of years, more now than I have in a lot of years. I just have this confidence. <clears throat> and, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss numbers. We'll talk, you know, tra- player trajectory. We'll, we'll talk individual guys, I'm sure, in, in a minute. I'm, I'm going to stop just, just speaking in these, in these generalities. But I'm saying the, this is my overall, you know, Man, it's a hell of a time to be a Jets fan. We got a lot. These these guys are really showing a lot of something, man. And 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 the coaches, the coaches are really hitting on. I I, I fell in love with Keelan Cole today on Good Morning Football. If that's the type of chemistry, those are the kind of players that we have in the locker room right now. I'm telling you, it, look. It, Jim was right. talking about Jim was talking about Van Rotten. Just think about that. All of those guys come together, and we actually, you know, we actually have some success. All right, guys, I, I, I got a question for the panel here real quick. Yeah. Uh, Billy Kidd, shout out to him. And I'm actually going to go through some uh, some of these comments after we get to this question. So anybody who's watching, you want to put a comment in, please drop your two cents worth in. We're going to do our best to get all of these comments on the show. And again, thank you for everyone who's listening. All right. So Billy Kidd writes, what week of the season are you guys going to feel the Jets are on the right path? 
I ask because you guys are looking at an all-new team in almost every area. Uh, for that one, I'm actually going to start with Kevin, and we're going to finish up with Jimmy. All right. Um, I'm going to keep it real. I'm, we're just looking at the, the, the schedule going into the bye week. Into the bye week excuse me. Pan- Panthers, Patriots, Broncos, Titans, Falcons. All right. I want to. I want to just to kind of look at this. And, and the Falcons obviously is the London game, so that that's a little bit of a wild card. But I think coming out of the bye week will give us. I I, I think at that point in time we we've actually faced enough competition, right? Think about it. we have to pay the Patriots and the Titans, and then we have to travel uh, specifically overseas to play the Falcons in London. Now, I don't want to skip over the Broncos. I just think that the Broncos is a winnable game regardless for us, right? And I'm just looking at those other teams because these other teams are kind of the benchmark for if you're going to be relevant, you know, in any playoff uh, conversation. And and the, 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 uh, the, the Patriots and the Titans, obviously, um, they give us that. Playing well against the Patriots with them not really having an idea who it is that we are early with a quarterback that actually is probably going to be chomping at the bit to face this opportunity and not looking to run from it, right? And then having these weapons. How many times have I said, CJ, it, we, we talked about putting it in, 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 the, in the theme song. Sam Darnold got two slingshots and a couple of 22s, a couple of dirt rocks, had no weapons of any kind, mm-hmm. Right. And now we've got, we've got the, the, the weakest, the weakest offensive uh, uh, position room right now is tight end. Right. I mean, think, I mean, think about that though, because, because, and I know we're going to get a little further into this later, but the offensive line was some of the upgrades that we're talking about going into the season with, come on, man, the offensive line might actually be, it, it, it could be the strength. Right, it could be the strength on the offense mm-hmm. going in, going into what 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 we're assuming is is going to be a, a, a you know a, a, a structural change, obviously, and what it is that we expect to see. So look, there is there is there is there is a, a point now where coming out of that bye week, if we're if we if we have a winning record, we'll just put it that way. If we have a winning record coming out of the bye week, I would say that that for me, kind of says, all right, that's it. We getting ready to ride right now because we got the Patriots again coming out. And if, 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 if we played well against them in the first game, or if we even had a victory against them in that first game, it makes that game a pivotal game for us. Right. Because it, it that that's an attitude change game. So that's what I'm talking about. Then, you know, the Bengals, the Colts, the Bills, the offensive, that's when we start to really kind of get to the end of the season where we're going to be playing teams that we need to play well against, but we've played well enough up until this point to say that we've gelled and it's possible for us to be in and in, in, in competitive in these games. Defensively, I think we're going to get pressure. Uh, obviously, the questions about the cornerbacks and, and our belief that the coaches are going to put these guys in position to be successful, like they like they they believe that the talent we have now is enough for us to be competitive, knowing what it is that we are expecting from our 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 our, our front four. Um, I don't know, man. The linebackers, th- that's a different question altogether. Um, but I, I, I think that right now we are positioned to win games that people don't think that we're in position to win. Right. right. Offensive weapons. We've got them. Defensive weapons. We've got them. And it's looking like we are getting ready to add a piece to our offensive line that puts us quite possibly in the top 15. 
And I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm saying that's a stretch when you think about what it is that we're talking about adding to what it is that we're already looking at right now. I'm, Shout I'm, out I'm, to I'm Mike saying, Bonet in the uh, in in the comments there, Mikey B. Thanks for joining us tonight, brother. Keep those comments coming. All right, so what's up, Mike? Yeah, I'm. I, look, I'm good. I'm. I'm just saying that that right now. That is when I'm uh, coming out of the bye week is when I expect if, if, if we are actually going to going to ball, that's when we're going to really start to see a snap. All right. Reaper, talk to me. I, I agree with Kevin. I think uh, by week and week six is a good indicator of where we're going to be, if we're on the right track or not. Um, I, I look at the schedule and I see. Um, I see the Panthers as a win. I see the Patriots as a potential win, but let's let's call it a split. Yeah. Uh, so let's say say we we go one and one with the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I see the Broncos as a win. I see the the Titans. I think is going to be a really tough game, um, and the Falcons. I just don't think they've done enough on their defense to to the change Falcons. who they were. So um, I see the Jets at four and two going into the bye. Um, so if that's the case, then we're on the right track. I would say three and three. We'll know we're kind of on the right track. Um, but that's just, you know, green colored glasses, say it if you want. But I just, I really feel given the schedule and given what other teams have done in this offseason, um, I'm, I'm not afraid of the Patriots spending all that money. I'm not afraid of the Falcons. I'm not afraid of the Broncos. I'm not afraid of the Panthers. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at too. I think uh, you get, you get those first, you get those first five games done. And if we're, well, what did I say? Three and three. Three and three, four, uh, no, four and two or something. Two. If we're, if we're three and two, then I'm happy. Um. I kind of looked at an extra Patriots game there, but three and two, I'm happy. <laughs> Four and one. I don't know. So, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think, CJ? Well, here's the thing. You guys know how, how I feel about it all. I think that during the course of the season, probably the first quarter of the season, now here's the thing. You know, because we have 17 games, there's, there's going to be – there's it's going to be hard to gauge because a team's not going to be able to go 500. So the days of the 8-8 eight and eight team is, is going to be gone unless they decide to extend the season to 18 games, which I heard is supposedly <laughs> the next step. That's just absolutely ridiculous. But, hey, I'll take it. Football is football. But here's the thing, all right? What, what I want to see is I want to see competitive football. Can you play teams tight? Can you come from behind? Can you play with a lead? Can you sustain the lead? Okay, is the team going to get down and people are going to start shrugging their shoulders and exhibit the type of body language that we saw last year when the Jets were down early and they, they basically just shut it down in the second half because nobody really wanted to play because they feel like they didn't have any chance in the game. You know, I, I would much rather have a team that I don't care if you're up by 40 or you're down by 40, we're still going to try to punch you in the face. You know, and that's the type of attitude that, I want to see for for four straight quarters for 60 full minutes of every single game that they step on the field. So for me, game one's going to be a good a, a good test for them. Game two is going to be a good test for them because you got the Panthers and the Patriots back to back. You know the Broncos are no slouch. 
Okay, the Titans. Titans just came off a, a, a you know a playoff appearance. The Falcons are rebuilding in London, so you know you still have some things. You you still have some hurdles you have to clear. So for me, it's going to be when the rubber meets the road. All right, th- that's when I can really make an assessment. But r- right now, you know, we could we could talk about the underwear Olympics and and, and you know who's running routes and who's doing this and who's doing that. And it, it really is not going to matter, you know. So we'll 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 have a conversation after week one, uh, our views, you know, after they play Carolina, whatever the result that is, and then we'll be able to start making an assessment. Then, you know, it's not like this is not a year where you're going to pee all over a Jets win and you're going to complain because they didn't do this or they didn't do that, and then you're just going to, you know, pee them on again. When they lose, ah, same old Jets, here we go, fire everybody, this, that, and the third. You know, we've we've heard that all before. That's the reason why this upcoming season I have zero expectation. I want to see competitive football. And then at the end of the year, we'll, we'll take stock in what we have and see what it is that we've accomplished and see if we're heading in the right direction. Because right now, the whole team is just a giant question mark. That's my opinion. All right, so really quick, I want to get some of these comments on the air. You guys are completely blowing up the chat. I absolutely love it. Simon Baccarella, this is the most talent we've had in ages on offense, but defense, we have no idea. Besides the front four, I think you guys are jumping the gun on wins and losses. The problem is everyone has seen Herbert and Fields. Wilson, Wilson will do that. I hope that he does not, but how many rookie quarterbacks have put up that type of numbers. Not many. Uh, do, do, do. Mike Bonet, I want Darnold seeing ghosts. Yeah, the, the Jets pass rush is going to freaking make him see ghosts on, on yeah. week one. Don't worry about oh, that. Yeah. So, I'll be in the house. <clears throat> um, uh, Scott Cleesby in the chat. I'm not afraid of the big bad wolf. Um, do, do, do. I want next stomps, damn it. Uh, Billy Kidd, up by 40, down by uh, – up by 40, down by 40. Both will show what you have in leadership and QB and head coach. That's nice. correct, Billy. That's that's what I'm looking for. Because last year, we saw this team get blown out by double digits pretty much all season. And you could tell that by the second half of the game, nobody really wanted to play. They were just going through the motions. Even when maybe they were down by six, maybe they were down by three. Okay? I mean, you saw the Patriots, uh, the, the Patriots come back and beat us. In a game, the Jets thoroughly dominated. The Patriots did not want to win that game in any way, shape, or form. And the Jets basically tripped over their own feet to give it to them. So those are the types of games when quarterback's not not finding his guys. This is where you have to start wearing teams down with the run. If you have a solid run game, the offense will open up. And that's what I want to see from this New York Jets team. I want to see a solid, proficient run game. All right, and definitely don't be afraid of the builds. They're not that good. I watch them here in L.A. with South Bay Builds Mafia, and trust me, realistically speaking, the builds are not that good at all, my opinion. I don't know, mm-hmm. man. There's a lot of people that will talk about, the, the, talk about that the, the contrary. I mean, Tommy, I, res, I, I respect your opinion. Thank you for putting it in. But, whew, you know, we're talking about the AFC's champs, and they made an appearance, you know, in the AFC title game. And probably if, you know, Patrick Mahomes wasn't Patrick Mahomes, 
the you know they might have ended up in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay instead of KC. So <clears throat> I, I I posit we beat them if CJ Mosley doesn't get hurt, and it changes the entire trajectory of what Buffalo looks like from that point on. Had that happened, right? And, and uh, again, more to, uh, more comments in here. And when they were getting blown out, I was counting my money. Of course, Scott, you would. Uh, of, uh, of course, we know that. So whatever happens this year, we have four picks in the first two rounds next year. Left side all day long. We can be good now. We um, should be good now. Billy Kidd, in, re- in response to Tommy, uh, as long as you have a decent running game, I wouldn't film my Buffalo Bills either. So here, you have a you have a Bills fan actually saying that, you know, that his it, his team has weaknesses and so on and so forth. But again, you know, the rubber has to meet the road first. So once they once the rubber meets the road, then we'll go from there. All mm-hmm. right. So now that's going to do it for our mini camp talk, OTA camp, OTA talk. We're actually going to debut our brand new segment. I'm sorry, Jimmy, I don't have a soundbite for you, but I will work on that. We're going to debut a brand new segment called. The front office. And for that, we're going to take you over to Jimmy the Reaper Jardine, our stats and info guy, does a tremendous job. Jimmy, take it away. So today we're going to talk about something that I've noticed a lot of people <laughs> misreading, misinterpreting, and just not fully understanding. So Jamison Crowder just got his contract renegotiation. Now we don't have confirmed numbers. As of yet, but all all indications point to the fact that it was essentially listed. If you read some mini articles, it's listed as a fifty percent pay cut. Now, first of all, I, I've been seeing a lot of comments talking about why would Jameson Crowder take a fifty percent pay cut? Well, he's already gotten all of his guaranteed money, so it's not like he's cutting half of his contract out. You know what I mean? Um, The other part of it is you have to understand that Jameson Crowder was guaranteed $0 this year. And for what we're hearing the contract is, is a guaranteed 5 million with another 5 million in bonus. So it would appear, and I have to get the numbers. So this is up, you know, this is as of right now. It appears that Jameson Crowder is still going to get his $10 million, but they're listing it as $5 million guaranteed salary with a $5 million bonus. That's the difference right there. That's the that's where people are getting the hang-up. Brilliant. Right. He just cut half of a half of a $10 million salary cap hit. And turned it around to give a guy who was guaranteed zero dollars something to look forward to. Here's my hot take on this. Hot take. This contract restructure also makes a Jamison Crowder contract very attractive to other teams in a potential trade scenario, whether that's before the season, whether that's you know before the deadline, whatever the case may be. If somebody can get, if they're solid at offensive line or if they're solid at corner and they're willing to let someone go, but they need a receiver, a reliable receiver, having a Jamison Crowder for $5 million, 
that's pretty interesting. That could get a few people talking. And so that's my hot take is this, it helps the Jets. If, if it turns out to be him staying the entire time, I'm more than happy with it. I love Jamison Crowder. I've always been a vocal defender of him. I, I've defended him against the people that say he should have been a cap casualty because of that $10 million. Uh, I, I've said that if you have $80 million in cap space, you don't cut the best receiver on your team for t- another $10 million. That's just the dumbest thing ever. Mm. And as CJ is always prone to say, you don't add talent by subtracting talent. And I completely agree with that. That being said, if there is a scenario where we can shore up another position of need by using Jamison Crowder as a trade piece, I'm okay with that as well because of the fact that we are solid at wide receiver. Not saying that I want him gone, but if there's a way to help the team, then we need to help the team. I'm a Jets fan before I'm any player. So take that for what it is. Um, I think I think people that are upset about the Jamison contract restructure, I just don't think they understand that uh, his money was maybe I'll pay you $10 million this year or you get zero. Or you can take this $5 million guaranteed and probably get another $5 million in bonus. So it's not a pay cut like everybody's thinking in, in terms of a pay cut. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to squash all those rumors. I wanted to get that information out there. And again, there we'll get solid numbers and I'll, I'll get on Twitter and, and talk about it a little bit there. But um, I love, I love Jamison Crowder. I hope he stays. Um, I don't see him staying beyond 2021, unfortunately. Um, but I, I would, mean, I would, I would imagine that bonus would have a trigger um, of the trade deadline. If you're here, if if you're here after the trade deadline, that bonus kicks in. If you're not, then wherever we trade yeah. you, yeah, because they if, they wouldn't yeah. want to put that they wouldn't want to put that in the contract that the other team has to take over. Exactly. So there, you know, that could be a, hey, make it to week eight, and here's your extra five mil. Or 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 you know, just have Crowder's uh, you know uh, team maybe look at, you know, in the trade, you have to, you know, maybe renegotiate my contract. That might actually be something that they would have to agree to going in. And, and I would be okay. I mean, the, the guy's only 27, 28, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So and I'm, it, it, I'm not opposed to, I'm not opposed to finding a re-signing opportunity for him down the road either. Like if we, if we can find right. a way to keep Crowder, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, but it also has to be specifically in favor for the Jets. It has to make sense for the team. But that's that's our in the front office segment. What do you guys think? Uh, uh, how do you feel, Kev? How do you feel about Stepson first and foremost? Because I know you guys have seen them too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, look, this, this I, we were discussing this earlier, and we were talking about um, the restructure, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and I want to call it a restructure because it, uh, again, yeah, they 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 changed what his salary was going to be, but that in, is is a is a team friendly thing. The team being friendly to the player would actually be them including that bonus, right? This is a, another example. Even if even if it, if some folks might want to call it even a small example of what we're talking about when we say advanced leadership mm-hmm. situation, because that's where we are right now. If Joe Douglas says, "Listen, man, um, the reality is." that we've got a guy right here that makes it possible for us 
to save this 10 million as a team. And we're looking to put ourselves in a really good position next season. Obviously, Jameson, you've been a great player for us here. We really do appreciate it. But we kind of just drafted a kid that we think is is going to be, you know, much better than you are. And, uh, you know, what it, it, it kind of puts us in a mind that maybe we'll, we'll release you if you, you know. Um, or, you know. What we'll do is, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we look out for you going forward, right? Like, what we're trying to accomplish right now is to save on cap space. Yep. Um, if, if you allow us to, to, to decrease what it is that your base salary would be, and we kind of sweeten the deal on the back end with, you know, a little bit of a, of a nod to if something opens up before the trade deadline where we can put you in a position to win a championship, we'll do that. If Jamison Crowder's agent gets that call, does Jamison Crowder's agent call Jamison and say, nah, let's not do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or or does Jamison says, all right, what are we, what's what what are we how how much are we talking about? What are we talking about? Right? Because not only does it change his free agent opportunities for next season, because after the season, he's a free agent, right? And and unrestricted, he can go wherever he wants yeah. to go. Um, so it's not about losing him and saying we're not going to get any compensation. More than likely, we will trade him if it if if I mean if it's feasible for us. If somebody gets hurt and we need to keep him, we'll keep him. We'll just pay him the dough, right? Yeah. Um, but if 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 a team comes a knocking and says, "Listen, we'll give you a fourth rounder next season if you uh you know you let homeboy come in and and solidify us for a playoff run," Joe Douglas has to say yes to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He might even be able to get a third rounder, in my opinion. Look, I'm telling you right now, Joe. I know is a that man. that might I, I be really, that might be Joe, pushing it, and I and I, I can I can't wait for the comments to start blowing up with what I just said. But you want to know something? If if the Jets are in a position where they're struggling, okay, and Robert Salem, Michael Four, Joe Douglas decide it's not working with what we have, we need we need to start rotating guys in. We want to start giving other guys other guys looks, you know, to see exactly what we have in the cupboard. Then, yeah, I can definitely see Jamison Crowder getting the golden parachute to to a team that's making a playoff run that's maybe, you know, one or two receivers away, or or hmm. uh, you know, maybe they need they need a somebody guy. somebody that needs a veteran guy who with a with a record of production mm-hmm. going into a really critical time of the season and again like i said it, it it gives us great leverage in that we don't have to trade him if we're looking good right and he's an mm-hmm. integral part of what it is that we do then he stays we give him the bonus and we say thank you very much for getting us this ring at the end of the season you're a free agent you'll be free to go if you want to or you can come back you know in a couple of weeks and we'll talk about you know, maybe what the next contract would look like if you feel yeah. like you want to stay, right? Mm-hmm. And why do why why is it that the the main the main perception of this thing from some of the fans is a negative? Like they're Jameson Crowder holding out. Jameson Crowder doesn't want to be here. What if he did? What if he does want to be here? What if what if he went to his agent and was like, "Tell me what these tell me what the Jets are offering. Let's make something happen." What if that was the case? Like, we don't know that it was, God, I don't want to be here. Oh, they're going to give me $5 million. Okay. I don't buy that because, as some of the comments said, 
uh, who was that? Let me see. Uh, Thomas Gutman, Jameson Crowder, any team would have gave him $5 million. Obviously. So it could have happened. He could have said, I don't want to be here anymore, but he's here, guys. He's here. There's something there, man. I think he wants to be here. And I hope we keep him. I hope we can make it work. And as far as far as uh, Scott Kleeski's comment, how many slot receivers do you want on this team? If they're producing, as many as I can get. That's exactly what I put in the comments. I was like, as long as they can go over the middle and catch the ball, as many as I can get. I, I see that. I, and I, 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 think, I, and I, I think they're yep, underestimating yep, yep, what, what we're going to get from Moore also. Like, yeah. Elijah, yeah Moore, right. Elijah Moore is not strictly a slot receiver. Like, we don't have to worry if Crowder goes down again. We don't have to worry if Mims goes down because we have a Corey Davis, a Keelan Cole, a Braxton Berrios. We don't have to worry about, oh, Vincent and Jeff Smith. Them cats, no? are, not gonna, them cats right. are not gonna make the team. Them cats Probably are not. not. But my point my my whole point. No, I think all, uh, I think one, if not both of them are gonna get cut or they're gonna end up on the practice squad. I mean, one of the things too, you know, you you know Kevin and I were very high on Lawrence Cager. And and oh, right now yeah. he's he's having some serious issues with his legs. You know, it, he made, he makes a beautiful sideline catch, hits the ground, tears the ACL. He's done. His his season is done. Goes to OTAs, starts to practice, starts to do cuts. What does he do? Reaggravates a hamstring in the other leg. The, the kid can't catch a break, and it's sad because you know what? Everybody was talking about him last year. The kid's got stone hands, couldn't catch a cold. This, that, and the third. And as soon as he heard that, then he started catching everything. He was he, he, he was catching everything, including the the the, the kitchen sink and, right. and the PVC pipe. When he right. sat one down, hand, he was catching handed. balls, one handed too. He go like this, it, it, it just magically appeared. Like he didn't even have to look. That's how good he was. But then, yeah. So. Kate. Kager Kager was a was a, it, it's still I guess a disappointment for me because I think I think that kid's really, really talented man yeah. I think that kid's really talented man. Um, yeah, and, and I, and I, I know there were a lot of haters there were some there were some guys that didn't want to see him do well I just thought like if he'll that end kid up back on the healthy, practice squad if, if, he, if he can make oh, it oh man he'll he'll end up back on the practice squad if they can get him healed and I think that now with this coaching staff. With the medical staff. professionals that we now have on staff that we did not have last year, yeah. <clears throat> I'm telling you, he'll 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 get a shot in preseason, provided that he's 100% healed from that hamstring and he can make those cuts the way he's supposed to in training camp. Because if he can, and, and he could put he he could put all of it together, Lawrence Cager could be a very dangerous weapon for the New York Jets. Now again. I'm going to pump the brakes. I know everybody's, uh, uh, but wait a second. You just got finished telling us cautious optimism. Now you're over here blowing this guy up. I'm, tell, I'm, I'm telling you what I saw from last year. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm, ba- I'm basing it off of what I saw last year. If the kid gives you what he gave you last year and a little bit more, it's a bonus. It's like found money. It's like Scott Cleesby's wallet after he just got finished fleecing everybody in the NFL. Okay. <laughs> So, Scott's capitalized, though. <laughs> right. You know, that's why, you know, for for us to talk about what receiver 
is not going to make it. I mean, it was, it's, for, for us right now, every receiver on this team is important until they're deemed not important. Because injuries are a part of the game. So we may not see a Vincent Smith or a Jeff Smith end up on the 53-man roster, or even a Braxton Berrios for that matter, end up on the 53-man roster, but you may see them on the practice squad. Because what happens if a, if a Denzel Mims goes down? What happens if, God forbid, an Elijah Moore goes down? Or Jameson Crowder goes down? Who's going to catch the ball? So that's, that's where, where I stand. And I think that Jamison Crowder, I wanted to answer um, Billy's question in here. Billy Kidd, um, mm-hmm. he, he actually, uh, he, he dropped a question. And Thomas Gutman actually uh, dropped a question in here. Uh, Billy's question, I think we, order, we already answered a couple of times. What kind of trade, uh, trade are we talking for your return on him? We kind of talked about different trade scenarios. Kevin brought up a beautiful uh, scenario in which maybe a team that's making a playoff run may want to look to may want to uh, you know sweeten an offer to pry Jamison Crowder from the Jets if he's doing if he's doing very well. Um, Simon Baccarella actually uh, chimed in that he thinks that Jamison is actually very important to Zach's development. So, you know, Thanks. great point, Simon. That's real. So you know, let's we'll, we'll see. We we need to the the more competition that we have at at every position on this football team the better this football team is going to become when the 53 is finally revealed. Because you know what? Then our practice squad is not just going to be dudes that are bagging groceries at Publix or A&P or Walmart or whatever. Okay? These are guys that potentially they get called from the practice squad. They can step in and they can produce because they know the offense. So you have to look at it from from that side of the coin. We've got a lot of... Look, as of right now, we have optimism at almost every single position on this team. Uh, not, notwithstanding what we're talking about with cornerbacks, because I think optimism is all that we have with in, in, in regards to that. But we're actually talking about the caliber of talent in almost every other position on the team. And, and again, I, I touched on tight end earlier, but even the fact that they like Tyler Kraft and the fact that we got uh, uh, Croft, excuse me, and uh, we, we, we dra- oh, excuse me, we brought Yabo in as a, as a, as a, uh, a free agent. I think the tight end room got better because I like both of those guys, right? And I like Herndon. Y'all will know my you know, my, my Herndon take still stands. I still think the kid has the talent to be dominant, and I mean I'm I'm not I mean dominant. I mean a, I mean a, a ten touchdown tight end. I think the kid has the talent to be that, and, and and we saw some glimpses of that with Sam Darnold at the end of his rookie season. But um, look. Jamison Crowder is an integral part of this team, but I'm telling you right now, I think uh, uh, the, the point that was just made uh, by Simon saying that he's more probably more Im- impactful to Zach right now, I think that's it because there's going to be a lot of availability on this offense. Mm-hmm. We, we got guys, man. I mean, Davis is going to be open. Cole is going to get open when when uh, contested catches. Same thing. Mims is probably going to have to come out and do something big, or he will again be regulated to to, to second string. Elijah Moore, from, from all of the reports, you can't stop the kid from 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 making plays. No. Come come on, man. Right. I, I mean, just I, this is this is this is what I mean. And 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 just add this to the fact that we have Makai Becton, Elijah Vera Tucker. We have 
a rejuvenated Conor McGovern because he's looking over saying, I ain't got to worry about what's going on over here. Whatever right. happens over here is good, right? Whatever happens over here is good. Right. I'm gonna now he can actually here, focus right? on it on, on and, and his look, spot. And, and and look, I've got a guy, and maybe like like uh, and I, I don't know, maybe maybe Van Rotten ends up being the guy at right guard. But if we bring in Morgan Moses and put, come on, man, come so, on, man, Mike top Bonet 15, in the co- top, in, top fifteen, top fifteen offensive line. <laughs> Mike Double Bonet in the win. comments over here. Wesco's going to be our new fullback. Win. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Because you know what, the team actually needs a fullback, and personally, you, you know, if you're gonna, if, if Wesco is a hybrid because he played Wesco's fullback, right? He played, he, he, he played that's, fullback, that's, he played tight end, yeah. and if he can come in and still continue to have a strong showing, Ryan Griffin's having a strong showing. Chris Herndon's been up and down. Kenny Yeboa, he's been up and down. He's got to hang on to the ball. Can't have those drops. So our tight end mark is still is still a question mark. So. Yeah. One more thing before we go over to 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 Kevin's segment, um, I wanted to ask you guys really quick, just a quick point: Are you surprised by the fact that the Jets are not repeat not signing a veteran corner for the secondary this upcoming season, and they're choosing to go with the rookies? Um, we're going to start with Kevin, and then we'll flip over to Jimmy. Um, the the question about about the the DBs, right? Um, right. Are you surprised? Uh, look, am I surprised? No, um, I'm, I'm really not surprised. Um, do I do I believe it's a good idea? I don't know. Um, but but I have to say this: the reason why we, we we trust this coaching staff is because we believe that not only are they good at evaluating talent, but they're good at taking what it is that they have and making it better. So we've got a lot of athletic guys. We've got guys, you know, come on now. You, you, you can't teach athleticism, right? Mm-hmm. What you can Isaiah teach. Dunn, what you, Michael Carter, the second period, so, period. So Jason I mean, we, Pinnock, we, Jason we, Pinnock we, is we drafted, starting to flash. We drafted six. Um, Rash, uh, um, Rash Akar, Namaldine, or uh, I, I know I probably not. Nazir Dean is, is yeah, I, 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 I destroyed and, that kid's name. And, I'm and, sorry. and again, <laughs> his, his name specifically is why I feel a little more confident in what the what the linebacking core is going to look like. Okay, so we've got athletic guys, man. They have a type. I'll say this again: I, they they do have a type. Um, they want the guys that can move. That they, they want the guys that can make plays like Jamal Adams was was making um, here, but also are are better in coverage. These guys are better in coverage. They can do similar <laughs> things to what Jamal Adams would do, but are better in coverage. So it's, it's it's like taking it's like taking a, a, a you know a, a 94 rated guy that's really good at one thing and you take a 93 rated guy that's good at both things. Mm-hmm. So all right, Jimmy, your thoughts? Make a um, make a brief because we're we're starting to come up against it here. It's uh, first. It's Hamilka <laughs> Rashid. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> Hamilka <laughs> Rashid. Wow. Uh, yeah, the R is silent. Did I just, did I just take two players and like put them together into like a yeah. How does that work? Does like one guy have an arm like over here and yeah. another guy's got a leg? Rashid like, yeah. and Nathaline you put together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, defensive backs, I think, like it comes back to what I said earlier. We have a coaching staff now. We have people that understand what talent is and how to cultivate that talent. So, do we need to? Do we need to sign a vet? 
I don't know. I don't think so. I, I let the kids play, man. That's uh, they gotta that, learn sometime. That, that, yeah, look, and I think right now that they feel like with the with the athleticism that they have, they can teach them, put them in position to capitalize off of what we believe the front four is gonna do by eating. Is but look, you can't you can't think that we don't have a top five fastest uh, defense in the NFL right now. Not after this draft. Yeah, yeah, we definitely yeah. are gonna make some noise on uh, on defense. Just how much noise. Still, still remains to be seen. Thanks. So now, it's time for Mr. Kevin Jackson's segment as he takes us all for a little journey in the spotlight with Kevin Jackson. Kevin, Kevin Jackson. I love the way I segue right into that. Kevin, who do we got in the spotlight tonight? CJ, CJ, you're a beast um, as always. In the spotlight tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and 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 work with me on this. All right, in the spotlight tonight, Morgan Moses. Okay. Now I know usually spotlight is reserved for folks who have already done the green and white and who have actually performed or done, or maybe not performed in, in, in a certain way. Um, but, but tonight we're going to discuss possibilities because this is the time when we actually begin to formulate what we believe the possibilities will be. Morgan Moses, um, a fourth round pick, by the Redskins in 2015, has played at a high level since then. Really simply, Morgan Moses last season was the sixth-rated right tackle in the league. George Fant was like, what, the 18th? Or, or, or even, what, 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 excuse me, not even 18th, pardon me, I don't even know. Like 64th, excuse me, I think, I think, I think was the number, pardon me. Um, this guy makes us a top 15, quite possibly, and, and, and very possibly understanding the fluidity to the system that we're going to be running with this offense. Um, a, a, a between a 10 and a 15 offensive line in the NFL. I'm talking about adding uh, quite possibly what could make the New York Jets have the very best bookend tandems in all of football. If you consider them both as a pair. I'm not sure if another team would have something better than that if we were to bring him in. A top 15 off offensive line for Zach Wilson, who is already lauded for getting the ball out quickly, who is already lauded for, for, for accuracy and, 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 and quick decision-making. With a team that's added a guy who, in, 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 uh, in, in Davis, uh, has already, uh, you know, separated himself from quite a few receivers in the league, and you'd have to consider him, uh, you know, a, a, a kind of a, a, an elite caliber starter, because you you know what it is that you're going to get from him. Add that with with Akilah Cole, spectacular catch possibility. Add that to all of these things. Add that to a Michael Carter. Add that to a to a to a to a, 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 a running back group that has all guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield to an extent, right? All of them can do a little bit of that. You add that with a top 10, top 15 offensive line. Double-digit wins. Argue with your auntie. Don't argue with me about that. If we, <laughs> add Morgan Mo if, if we add Morgan Moses right now, that's a wrap. I'm telling you right now. If we don't get double-digit wins again, to me, it's a disappointment. We, we, we have an opportunity right now, again, to watch – what it, what it looks like for a team to be built the right way, right? Robbie Jersey used to say, shout out to Robbie Jersey. That's my guy. I love him. 
he said you win in the trenches. It, he, he he said it so much, like I can't see his face without thinking it. He was right as hell. If you add a player like this to our offensive line, I'm telling you right now, Joe Douglas has accomplished what it is that he said he was going to do by giving Zach Wilson the best possible opportunity to win. Morgan Moses is in the spotlight tonight because Morgan Moses right now, if is, is that is that a Jets word, right? If if we sign Morgan Moses, so we're gonna start we, with that now. We ball. <laughs> if if we sign Morgan Moses, we ball. Morgan Moses is in spotlight right now because look at all the stats. Y'all already know who the guy is. He's a monster, bigger than George Fant, better than George Fant. Fits fits the scheme better than George Fant. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me pull back just a little bit because Fant really does fit the scheme. He could. I'm telling you right now, Fant's going to ball in the system too. But Morgan is an upgrade. Point blank period. Mm-hmm. We could ball if we bring this guy in. Morgan Moses is in the spotlight tonight, right now, guys, because when we're talking about possibilities, bringing this guy in. All of the other moves that was made, everything that we've seen so far in, in, in camp with players emerging and, 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 and some, some question marks being answered or, so, or at least solidified or even, you know, maybe just, just you know, slightly kind of propped up. Morgan Moses, if we add that guy, man, I'm telling you right now, the sky is the limit. And, all, and, and, and like my man said, if, 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 we, if it looks like we're going to manhandle the Bills, you already know what that means for the rest of the league because the Bills was – the Bills, they beat some really good teams. If we're good enough, everything changes. It's a hell of a time to be a Jets fan. Morgan Moses in the spotlight, guys. What do you think? Am, 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 am I wilding? Am, am I off the am I off mark yet? Uh, I'm I'm actually gonna start this um Please. this segment here. Uh, cause I want to give my comments about it. And Jimmy, if you could, I'd like you to please uh while you're waiting for your your opportunity to speak, check on the status of the Moses signing if anything has been released yet. Because I got a couple people up in the comments who are, are now saying that this could possibly be clickbait. But Adam Schefter was the one who reported it. Uh, another person reported it. I, I really don't put any stock in the New York Post, but the New York Post also reported it. The, the Jets website reported uh, to an extent that they met with him at least. You know what I'm saying? They were trying to bring him in. Right, so right. I mean, there's there there has to be some truth to it. Now, I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna count my chickens until the uh, until the ink dries on the uh, you know on the uh, on the contract. So here's here's the thing. I'll believe it when I see it. However, <laughs> we bring Moses in. Yes, that's definitely definitely helps. To rebuild this offensive line a little bit further. And then what was one of the biggest question marks going into this season. Now will not be as much of a question mark. But more so how much can the offense now start to to progress. Now that the offensive line may in fact be you know, 100% intact moving forward but that being said we don't know it's all speculation it's nice to think about it it's nice to dream about it but when the contract's signed that's when i'll get excited so jimmy i'm going to turn it over to you 
Uh, I don't see anything on on Schefter's Twitter um, about anything, but if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I love Mor- uh, Morgan Moses. Um, I mean, he's six six. He's I think three thirty five. Damn. Uh, ran a five three five forty in in the in his combine. Twenty one and a half vertical jump. One hundred and six broad jump. This guy ran a three cone drill in under eight five. seconds as Same. an offensive lineman. Four point nine five twenty yard shuttle. Same. I mean, obviously he's thirty years old now. I'm not saying anything like that, but the fact of the matter is, PFF has him graded out as an eighty point six. Um, last year played one thousand sixty five snaps, six penalties, five sacks allowed. I'm not saying the sacks allowed or the penalties are are great. Uh, 51, 51 total penalties in, in seven years. Yeah, something along those lines. But the the key here for what has been the biggest problem on the offensive line for the New York Jets in the last two years is injuries. And we've had no depth. He's played every game. Played 1,065 snaps in 2020. This guy stays on the field. Not going to be perfect. Nobody is. He's played every game. But he stays on the field, he works, and he gets the job done. And he's going to shore up the right side. So if it happens, I'm going to love it. If it doesn't happen, we'll make do, and uh, we'll get better as a unit. But uh, Morgan Moses, I think, would be an incredible addition to the New York Jets. And I think that puts the New York Jets offensive line in the top 10, ca- in the top 10 conversation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely really high praise for that. So – all right, guys. But 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 just just to say this, George Fan, I think even if it doesn't happen, George Fan has played well. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, 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 here's the thing: if you if you bring Moses in, okay, Fant can still play other positions on this offensive line. So it's not as if you're 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 basically going to tell George Fant to go kick rocks, okay? He he's going to be utilized on this offensive line. And what was one of the biggest? problems with the offensive line last year when guys got hurt no doubt that that could play okay so i don't care if joe douglas goes out and signs 100 offensive line you get me all the depth i can get Mm -hmm. go go start snagging guys from the old arena league and and the cfl okay in the world league of american football you know 30 years ago all right go get the bum under the bridge any fat dude who wants to play offensive line go right ahead Fix the damn line. That's all I care about. And give me somebody behind him that if the guy who's starting gets hurt can come in and be competent enough to at least hold a hold water, all right, so that way uh, until the until the starter gets back. That's all I ask. Because you know what? Our offensive line was trash. It's been trash for a decade plus. And it doesn't matter who's the quarterback because nobody can freaking play, play behind the offensive line. We saw all the problems that Sam Darnold had. And Sam Donald had enough problems of his own. Never mind your offensive line. So, that being said, now we're going to move on to the final segment of our show, which is really not a segment. It's just, you know, the three of us just kind of bantering until it's time for us to say goodbye before final words. So, I want to kind of get your temperature gauge on... Mr. One Robbie Anderson going mm-hmm. to the press and saying now 
that Sam Darnold feels quote unquote rejuvenated and he smiles a lot more now that he's in Carolina. So, Kevin, you actually had some rather interesting bombs that you dropped a little bit when I sat in for Speedy Petey this past Wednesday on the Sports Loudmouths on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Shout out to Arrow Marks and uh, uh, Joshua Silverberg uh, as I hosted with them. And I pretty much went on a full-blown, just Gatling gun, true, weapons hot after dark rant on a show that I really have no business cursing on in the first place. But... It was a good show. (laughs) It was a good show. I completely just went absolutely ballistic. So if you haven't already caught the highlights of it, I encourage you to go do so. But I'm going to give more of a cleaner version you know, for for tonight's broadcast. But first, I would like to hear my co what my co-hosts think of this situation. We'll start with Kevin, then we'll go to Jimmy, and I will finish it up. And that should be more than enough to take us uh, into our final words segment. I'm going to try to make this brief because I think you already know how it is that I feel about this, Jimmy. I know uh, I, I, I'm the expectation has been set. <laughs> You're my guy. <laughs> no, you're my guy. No question. No, I, I, I love you, brother. No question, because I, I I know we're going to disagree on this. But this For is sure. where this. Yeah, look, I, I just I look at this and I say, um, Robbie is probably going to have a hundred yards. Sam is probably going to have a touchdown to Robbie. They're probably going to try to force and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I just I feel like that that would be something that mentally. Um, you know, the staff in Carolina and Sam Donald are are, are going to want to get done. Um, and to do it to, with Robbie specifically, I think uh, they feel like would be, uh, you know, rubbing a, a, a big ass, you know, softball size glob of salt, um, you know, in a gunshot wound. So uh, I expect Robbie to have a decent game. I expect Sam to have a, a struggle and run for his life um, and make a couple of plays like he always does or like he always has and give the folks in Carolina something to feel good about after they take the loss. Um, but look, I expect Robbie to, I, I, look, I, I, I like L Robbie more. I, I like Robbie more than I think a lot of folks do, but I'm going to say this and then I'm going to stop talking about it. Robbie should still be a jet point blank period. The end Joe Douglas says he misjudged and he, he you know, and, and even he, uh, you know, said that uh, he regretted making that decision, and and to have a GM that that that's willing to admit that I think is awesome, because again, people might not like the fact that they saw certain things in Robbie. I saw certain things in Robbie. I think a lot of that had to do with leadership, and it's because attitude reflects leadership. Mm-hmm. And when you say, Jimmy, you you made a great point to me, and you said that he went to Carolina and they made him be better. Hmm. I would just posit that they gave him the opportunity to be better. And we didn't do that here. We didn't give, we, he wasn't in an offense that was going to ask him to do all of those things because there was no creativity because there was no plan. The Denny's menu, 
the kids one with the crayons and the little tic-tac-toe board on the back. That was our game the plan. Kid, the kids menu, I like. I'm that. saying, right? Like, yep. but but that's that's what we're talking about with the coach who cannot be named. And I'm telling you right now, Robbie could have been awesome here. True. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go back and say I want I want him more than Keelan Cole or whatever. But 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 I, I'm just gonna keep it real. I think that if we're talking about having Robbie in this room in comparison to either of the Smith guys or Braxton Berrios, and I think that you're more excited about what the possibilities would be in that case. I, ju- I just do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but again, neither of them are Jets. Who gives a whatever? You know, if, if, if we, when we wax that ass, I'm not going to feel bad. Am I going to root for them? Yeah, of course I will. They're, they've been Jets before. I don't care anything beyond all of that. But, but I think Robbie's going to ball. I think I think Sam is going to want Robbie to ball. I think Robbie's going to want Sam to ball. Either way, I don't. I, I kind of don't care. It's a kind of a, <laughs> kind of a it's, it's, it's a hard question because now it's a hard question. I want to answer it. Um, but I like Robbie. I wish Robbie was here. He's not. All right, Jimmy, fire away. Well, uh, I respectfully disagree, my friend. <laughs> Uh, I think <laughs> I feel like. Uh, okay, here comes the napalm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like when you're Robbie Anderson and you're the number two option behind DJ Moore, and then now you have Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU coming up, and you have Shy Smith uh, coming up. But didn't Robbie throw Sam under the bus a year or so ago? Like you stole my no, point, damn it! No, but I'm gonna bring you know that up. I, I think I think Robbie called it like he saw it, and it was the Jets. That he was and, glad and, and to and finally have over. a quarterback to throw him the ball. That he was finally had. A, I, I, I think I think that had more to do with the offense. I think that had okay. more to do with. I mean, uh, that's that's fair, with, but optics should not be named. Optics for sure. Yeah. Like I get that totally. Yeah, Robbie and optics. Um, <laughs> I, I I think that I think that the Robbie comments are are him saying, uh, "I like it here in Carolina. I want to stay here in Carolina, and I have an inroad with Sam." You know that, but but real talk with uh, DJ Moore out there and Terrace Marshall coming up, Shy Smith. That's going to be a pretty packed wide receiver room, and. Uh, Robbie could very quickly find himself being the number three option on that Robbie, team. Robbie more than likely is going to be the one. Stop sleeping on Robbie, Jim. Real talk. I love you, fam. Stop sleeping on Robbie. I'm telling you right now. I, I, I hear what you say. I hear what you say. But they, they showed that they like Robbie. They showed that they know how to use Robbie. Those guys, those guys are up and comers, yes. Robbie has, I mean, proved, Robbie, Robbie has proven he can do it. I'm telling you right now. I like Robbie again. But 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 you're right. We'll see, we'll see. Those guys I are think, those guys are talented, and they were drafted. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tear him apart. Like I, I've said, everybody knows my feelings on Robbie Anderson. I'm not gonna rip the guy apart again. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. As well, far as wait the- a second. You got. <laughs> wait a second. I have to tease something here because you know what? If you have not watched the last episode of Weapons Hot After Dark, <laughs> these two schmoes over here completely <laughs> tore it up. Having this conversation about Robbie Anderson, 
Look, Talk from, from the middle to hey, the man. end of the show. And if you right. have not watched right. it, you need to go and watch it because yeah. about, and gentlemen, about that. <laughs> I feel I made I made my points and Kevin tried. So <laughs> you, you, you can always you can always go back and you know you can yes you need yourself, to go right? and check that you out judge, if you haven't if you haven't checked it out that's a tease but, for the but, for, for, for the weapons hot youtube channel i will say yeah. this J- J- jimmy's a horse there's there's you know there's there's, there's some stick to uh-huh. <laughs> so, this guy right <laughs> so all right so basically what i'm going to do is i'm going to close out this segment and uh we'll i'll take over final thoughts over here as far as Robbie making the comments about Sam, okay, good, but who cares? And that's 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 my thought. Now, the the clean version of what I said on the sports loudmouths is exactly what Jimmy started started to allude to. Now, what what Kevin will interpret is truth. I'm not going to disagree with that. But here's a guy that after he got signed by Carolina was very quick to throw the Jets organization and Sam Darnold under the bus. Not necessarily in that order. But nevertheless, when you want to go and you want to give somebody a kick in the rear end as you're walking out the door, okay, that's not the way to do it. it it's not. Because you spent all of last offseason bad-mouthing the guy who you're going to be play, playing with now. Okay? Now, whether you did it in it leaked here, it leaked there, it leaked whatever... I don't care. Once the words come out, you can't you 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 can't take it back. Okay, when you come out and say I finally have a quarterback to throw me the damn ball, and Sam Darnold is a New York Jet, and you're a Carolina Panther, and you say something like that, that's a damning criticism on Sam Darnold. Now he's your teammate, and now all of a sudden you're going to do a, a 180 degree turn. Oh, Sam's great. Sam's this. Sam's that. Sam's the other thing. Okay, we'll see. I don't know how why he said we'll, Sam was glowing. Was Sam pregnant? Did we right, miss something? Right, exactly. He might be. He's given. He might be. He, he, he's he given. Uh, you know, I think he's given birth to to to, to triplets or or, or yeah. whatever. I heard the <laughs> hamster was involved. After I heard the hamster was involved, I said, "That's it. I don't want to hear anymore." A hamster. So you know, I mean, look, what they do, what they do. What they do in Carolina down there stay, stays in Carolina. Right. Bottom line, Look. Sam Darnold's no Sam Darnold's no Kevin, I'm gonna finish this off and then we gotta we gotta we gotta run here. <laughs> Sam Darnold is no longer a New York Jet, neither is Robbie Anderson. As much as we may miss one of them, both of them or none of them, nobody friggin' cares. So in plain English, shut your mouth, worry about what you gotta worry about, and keep the New York Jets out of your mouth. Because you don't play here no more. That's it. Peace out, dude. <laughs> That's what I got to say. And now, I'll finish off tonight's final thoughts. Everybody could give where they can find their social media. Basically, final thoughts are this. Next week's show, Weapons Hot, is going to be incredible. We got a tremendous surprise for you guys. And no, I'm not telling anybody. Even Jimmy doesn't even know yet. I, you didn't tell me about Rob Carpenter either. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah, Rob came. Yeah, no, Rob came to you. Excuse me. So <laughs> it's going to be a good time. All right. So definitely be sure you're tuning in next week. Also, you can follow the show on Twitter at CNC Jets Factor. You can follow me, Jets Fan 0523. My partners in crime over here, 
okay? Mr. Kevin Jackson at Spotty Blackman. Jimmy the Reaper Jardine at Jets by Jimmy. Jimmy has a couple of YouTube channels that he does. He has a Jets fan channel in which he interviews certain fans and asks them questions about their fanhood and stuff like that, which is quality actually content. really cool. Uh, qual- uh, quality content. And also, he does. He has a gaming channel in which he live streams him playing some video games. So if you're if you enjoy some of the games that he's playing in his live stream, please go and check him out. You yell and scream at Call of Duty. It's pretty fun. Nice. So, KJX, like myself, game, but let me follow. Jimmy the Reaper, I do, Jardine, I, and I our play rook- Mass Effect. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. And our rookie test pilot, who's not here tonight, we gave him the night off as he's uh, as he do- uh, as he's doing his his fiance Lee duties. Uh, Mr. Harrison, the Fireball Blazer. Um, we will be joining a a wonderful Jets page very soon called Jets World. Uh, which is going to be orchestrated and hosted by Mr. Daniel Smith, the Jets guru himself, and a lot of other collaborators. Uh, we will actually be posting content on Tuesdays. Um, we are going to start that very soon, so definitely check out our Facebook page. If you haven't already liked Jets World, uh, go and definitely check it out. I don't believe the page is, is live yet, but if you want an invitation for it, you could always message the show. And we can make sure that that invitation gets out there once we go live. Tuesdays will be the Weapons Hot Day where you will see some exclusive content that you will not see here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network there. We actually are going to be launching a brand new segment called Weapons Hot Mission Briefs, which I'm really excited about giving you where we basically could take one particular subject about the Jets and we could really dissect it and give it in our own words. So all of us will be be, uh, contributing with that along with articles, other tweets or whatever. You know, Kevin's going to take a picture of himself in a bikini. So, you know, Jimmy. No, I am not. <laughs> so, Jimmy said he'd shave his head live on camera. So, I don't know if that that's still on the uh, on the table. We're trying to get Harrison to shave his beard. We got some kind of a, yeah. a, a, a bet going with that. But I think he might shoot me first before he actually does that. So, we got, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up, coming forward. Quality, quality content. Yes, absolutely. So, <laughs> Kevin took the words right out of my mouth. We got a lot of quality content coming up, so definitely please uh, stay tuned for us. Uh, definitely, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Weapons Hot After Dark YouTube channel. Go to the Weapons Hot Facebook page. Hit that like button. Send us a message. We'll message you right back. We love going back and forth with fans about this team. Also, leave us some feedback about how we're doing here on Weapons Hot. So, with that, for Mr. Jimmy the Reaper Jardine, who is flying in the gunner's seat tonight, and Mr. Kevin Spotty Blackman Jackson. This is your host, CJ the Painkiller Simone. signing off for tonight. We will see you guys when we see you guys, but before we go, I'm going to leave you with the best chant in the National Football League. <laughs> Wise Guys is coming up next, so stay tuned to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network feed. As uh, Clarence and the boys take the mic on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.